We want to say we can change our thoughts, but it's the belief that's underneath those thoughts that we hold true. So it's important to start with our beliefs first because it is a driving force. The problem is that most of us are not consciously aware of the beliefs that we have. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Really Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Ann Addis, and things are about to get real, y'all. I am a firm and deep believer in the power of intentionality and getting really honest. Living deliberately, getting really honest with ourselves around what's working and what's not working, what's within our control, and what we need to do to get ourselves on the path towards the power of intentionality, reflection, and empowerment. So today I hope to offer you some clarity to find inspiration and motivation to do what you need to do to find that intentionality, to maybe course correct what isn't really working for you, that isn't yielding the results that you desire. And so we're going to begin with beliefs and the powerful effect it has on our life. Feeling liberating versus feeling disempowering. Those are very two contrasting expressions and feelings. And it comes down to personal beliefs. Beliefs are things that we believe to be true, regardless of evidence. They're the assumption we make about the world And they influence our thoughts, behaviors, and attitudes in significant ways. Beliefs create the map, the blueprint that guides us. Our beliefs are so powerful, whether we acknowledge them or not. If you don't believe that you can achieve something or learn something or become better in any domain, you simply won't. Now, that doesn't mean it's not possible, Our beliefs are like train tracks that underpin our lives. They direct where we go and how we get there. Some people think, oh, but I can just change my thoughts. Bada boom, bada bing. But my Socratic response is, where do your thoughts come from? And underneath that is what you believe to be true about yourself and about the world around you. The problem with limiting beliefs is accepting without proper investigation and evaluation, which then leads to a premature acceptance and acknowledgement of it being truth. Whether it's the belief that I'm always going to stay in the same unfulfilling job, be alone, not find my person, remain stagnant in life while I watch others achieve their goals, Choose the belief that feels more empowering to you. So if you feel better, perhaps liberated, to accept and hold validity to the beliefs that you might never meet the right person and be in a romantic relationship, staying in an unfulfilled job, or never amount to anything more than who and where you are at now, then believe it. However, The question I'm really asking is, do your beliefs raise up space and energy for you to build a life, a life that you own? Do your beliefs feel rich, fulfilling, and full of love? Does it liberate you, inspire you, give you hope, or give you motivation? 
or does it disempower you? And you have to think about it. If I uphold a belief that I will not be happy and unfulfilled unless I get married, does this belief benefit me? Is it a self-pity or a self-loathing belief? You know what freezes up energy towards building a fruitful life, regardless of who comes and goes. It's your beliefs. We want to say we can change our thoughts, but it's the belief that's underneath those thoughts that we hold true validity in. So it's important to start with our beliefs first because it is a driving force. Now, are your beliefs empowering you or preventing you from living a happy, fulfilled life? Our emotional and mental states plays a tremendous role in creating limiting beliefs. When you're pissed off, frustrated, sad, overwhelmed, depressed, it's nearly impossible to find clarity. In this tumultuous state, you're not resourceful. On the other hand, if you're feeling whimsical, creative, passionate, motivated, driven, hungry, or grateful, you get a wealth of insight and thoughts. Now, we're humans who are often succumb to the various emotional experiences of life. How can we silence the negative talk, defeat the limiting beliefs in order to feel empowered and thus motivate to pursue a more fulfilling life? It's a skill that requires practice. As I mentioned before, it's not just changing a thought. It is a practice, a daily practice that requires you to formulate beliefs that are truth so powerful that your thoughts surround these beliefs, your thoughts of yourself and your perception of life and in yourself. But it's also describing what's holding you in the negative and mental space. This is where our beliefs play a huge role. Tony Robbins has coined it perfectly by saying, beliefs create and beliefs destroys. Now, every belief you have either creates or destroys is what he's saying. And it's so true. The problem is that most of us are not consciously aware of the beliefs that we have. A belief is nothing but a feeling of absolute certainty about what something means. So when you're absolutely certain about what something means, you have a belief. You might believe you're really smart or not that smart. You might believe you're worthy or not worthy. All what you're really saying is, I feel certain about this. Tony states that we should be so conscious about our beliefs because they literally change our life. We don't experience life. We experience the life we focus on. Last week, I met up with a friend and we were talking about our frustrations of our failed past relationships. That conversation could have gone two ways. It could have just been enveloped in negative talk, negative outlook, and maybe some limiting thoughts about ourselves. And instead, it blossomed into a very beautiful conversation. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So the example that he gave was that he really wants children. But in the past, he's been in relationships with women who don't want children. And he's open to being in a relationship with a woman that has children from a previous relationship. And he said, I am not afraid to ask that question on the first or second date anymore. 
Now, why is that? The belief that he has or has created is that he believes that having children, making the sacrifice for children, going through the trials and joys of having children, the sacrifice, all of it is what he desires. And that's a truth because it's such a strong truth and it holds such permanence in his life. He is not afraid to ask a woman that he goes on a first or second date with that very question. Are you open to having children? Do you want to have children? And that's wonderful to come to that. But how did he come to that? It was through his past experiences, having those conversations seven, one year in a relationship. And then you're at this point and you're like, you don't want children. This is what I want. Okay. I want to work with you. I want to develop this relationship. I do like you as a person, or perhaps I'm in love with you, but I cannot neglect this belief, this feelings that I have inside of me. I can't just disregard them because then I'm feeling unfulfilled. This belief is empowering. It consumes me. I cannot intentionally continue living in this world without trying my very best to to fulfill that belief because it's so powerful. And that's what I got from that conversation. And that was just one example. And there were a few that he gave. And it's a reminder that our beliefs can create It can create a beautiful relationship with the woman and have children, or it can destroy us and we'll feel miserable and unfulfilled. There's a reason why people's behaviors don't always align with their values. Values are things that we deem important. Beliefs are firmly held convictions or ideas that we accept as true and real. So if I value health, but I believe that I'm already healthy, There are things I may not do. I may not exercise. I may not eat differently. I may not go for my normal checkups. So the belief dictates the behavior, not the value. The question for you and those around you is what do you believe? What do you believe about you and your opportunities, about the people around you, the circumstances? What do you believe? Now that's the question for today's episode. Do you believe you're fundamentally valuable and worthy of love, of goodness as a human being? I pose this question because I'm cutting through all the BS and getting right to the core of oneself. As my friend said, he's going to cut through it as well on the first or second date by directly asking that question. If you respond with no, then that's one of the core reasons why you're constantly self-sabotaging yourself and why you find yourself in trouble in wrong relationships, jobs, or life in general. If we believe we're worthy, we're going to act like it. And if we don't find ourselves worthy or don't believe that we're worthy, then we're not going to act like that, which causes us to spiral and make poor decisions. So instead of jumping on the toxic positivity train, can we actually engage these heavy things? What effect has not believing in yourself done for you? How has it hurt you? Where do you carry that weight? What feelings come up? Can we name them? Can we learn or can we lean into them? Can we cry if we need to cry? I see a spiritual director once a month and then our first session post my father's 
passing away, we were talking about relationships, desires, you know, just a normal, wonderful conversation. And he said, you are deserving of love. And that kind of hit me because I tend to be the more humble person. And by saying humble, I, 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 I can see how that can appear very cocky and arrogant. Even though I'm an extrovert, I like to be behind the scene and not get a huge attention. When he said that you are deserving of love, you are deserving of a loving relationship. It wasn't the love part. It was deserving. And I said to him in response, do I deserve it? And he looked at me with just like, are you joking me? And he said, well, why do you think you don't deserve it? And I go, because I'm human. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. He goes, what does that have to do with deserving? Like, you don't deserve love? I don't deserve love? You need to think about that. And that shifted our conversations and our sessions thereafter, is that I really had to believe in myself that, you know, I do deserve a loving relationship. I do deserve that. By saying it once or twice, it's not going to formulate my beliefs. It's not going to transform my beliefs to where I actually believe it's true. I find myself saying that constantly and not just saying it constantly, but really affirming and believing in that notion that I am worthy and deserving of a loving relationship. And what does that do? It's just words, right? It's my actions that follow. Then I'm going to be as brave as my friend and ask difficult questions that I may not want to hear the answer to, but it's worth saying it in the first or second date. I'm going to continue to surround myself with loving people that promote me and who have shown me so much love. I'm going to approach life and opportunities with I'm going to work hard because I deserve this, because I'm deserving of love and I deserve to create this life. This intentionality is the focal point in my life and that's where I'm going to aim for. So it's a cascade of events that occur when you have this driving belief, this driving force, but you're not going to be able to get there if you're not really digging deep, evaluating and seeing how have the effects of having disbelief in yourself and what that has caused you, the hurt that has caused you. Eventually we, we want to say, wow, where did I learn that I don't deserve love? where do I learn that I'm not worthy or that I'm not lovable or that I am incapable of achieving goals in life? Where did I learn that? We want to distance ourselves from these negative beliefs. We want to find ourselves in a place where we can believe what's good about us and that we are indeed worthy. But this is the key, guys. We have to actually engage the difficulty that comes with believing that you're not valuable. That's the beginning of the healing where we start to romanticize standing up for ourselves and our values can come into fruition. I didn't realize or have this belief that I am deserving of love until I had experienced that negative thought and someone vocally looking into my eyes, basically saying, you're a fool. What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you even think that? And that kind of like woke me up. And often, you know, you always hear the terminology. It's not until you hit rock bottom that you start to learn life's lessons. That happens with our beliefs as well. So how can you choose yourself and build a life for yourself right now? 
Choose the belief that gives you more permission to live your life in the here and now. The most important thing in either case is for you to work on building a life that is so full of joy and love for yourself. Essentially, it's full of all of the experience that you want to have right here, right now, rather than waiting for a partner or a job in order to experience those things. Lay the foundation of core values that you want to share with your partner in the future. Start doing it now. Lay the foundation right now of the core values and pursuits and seeking a new job that exhibits your creativity, passions, and joy. Lay the foundation right now of the core values and beliefs that will motivate you to look inward, to learn from experiences, and develop a healthy mindset. Laying the foundation is key, and that's what we can do right now, and not just wait for something that could or may not happen. Having what I call negative self-loathing beliefs will never serve you. Negative self-loathing beliefs will further delay your joy, your happiness, your desires, your fulfillment until some unknowingly day in the future when you might meet a person or you might get that job that, or you might take that trip. It's that might, but it does nothing to resource or to drive you into that place right now. And you have to start laying that core value, that core beliefs, that foundation. It's the foundation. And from there, that's when your thoughts start to grow and formulate, not just always being positive, but affirming and motivating. In my opinion, here are the best values and beliefs to have as a growing person. And there's three of them. The first one is understanding and having honesty, transparency in your communications. The New Radicals sang it best with the song, You Get What You Give. It's simple, yet powerful you get what you give. If you put good out into the world, good will come back to you. That's what they're singing. If you give kindness, understanding, and support to others, then those same qualities will be returned to you. This isn't an empty promise or a quick fix. It's an investment in yourself and for your future. If you're giving honesty and transparency out into the world, What do you think is going to happen to you when you ask your own questions? What are you expecting to receive? The same honesty. And this also includes being honest with yourself. Otherwise, you're working against yourself. We are enabling our own suffering when we refuse to hold ourselves accountable. So no matter the shame, the guilt, or the embarrassment that comes from taking responsibility and accountability, it will give you the freedom and control to make better choices and create a brighter future for yourself. The second value and belief to have is understanding and valuing your opinions over anyone else's. If you're a people pleaser, this is very difficult to do. What you value determines what you focus on. Respect yourself and other people will follow right? We hear this all the time. And yet the know your worth, only you can determine this. By focusing on what you can control versus the thing that you can't control, it's such a waste of energy. You can't control how other people are going to perceive of you or or the things that you cannot control overwhelms you and 
makes you feel that you're not good or worthy enough. For example, I cannot control of, or even my friend control of failed relationships. We do the best we can. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Are we going to let that be a driving force? No. Instead, it's propelling him to say, you know, I'm holding truth to my belief that I deserve this. I desire this. I'm worthy of this. I know the sacrifices that goes into this. And this belief is so true that this is what I'm going to embark on. And I'm not going to allow anything less than that. That is what you can control. And it's a beautiful thing to want to control. Grow and learn from your mistakes and failure. That is valuable. That's incoming data, information that you can use to your benefit and betterment. You can expand your personal growth by learning and getting feedback from past mistakes versus indulging in the belief of shame. I'm a big advocate for this. Always be learning. Expand as far out from your bubble as possible. Build trust and self-confidence by increasing your knowledge base. Be integrous. Always be integrous with who you are. Be the person that you say you are. Match your words with your actions. This belief and value is so essential. And with that, you have to understand it and envelop it. Lastly is perseverance. As long as you can persevere through the hard times, you'll gain clarity, strength, and understanding while simultaneously seeing a different side of the world and a different side of yourself through perseverance. In a recent episode, I did one on abandonment and boy, did I receive so many wonderful, positive messages on my Instagram DMs. And they're remarkable because it touched people. One side of, of experiencing abandonment acknowledging it, and then hearing other people really share their personal experiences of it. And I had one person in particular, she's a mother, I don't know how many children she has. And she was just saying that she feels that her child is is experiencing this fear of abandonment, although they live in a very healthy, loving relationship environment. But she was just saying that this was such an powerful impact on her to learn about abandonment and what she can do to help her daughter and you know, help her family. And that all came from learning and being so vulnerable about your struggles. I'm telling you, learning about my fear of abandonment was huge. And it has completely, utterly changed my life. Everyone out here knows about it. And that's completely fine because what's more important is what I've learned from that. And there's, it's not just this abandonment. It is a cascade of things that have come from it. My development and worthiness and growth and acknowledging my strengths and my creativity, indulging in pursuing new goals, new career opportunities, because I'm uninhibited. I feel empowered. So when you do hit rock bottom, when you come to some painful conclusions, that is when it can be such a powerful learning tool to really get you towards a more intentional, fulfilling life. We all have two different types of beliefs. There are limiting beliefs and there are empowering beliefs. Limited beliefs will hold you back from your full potential. Now, some of the common ones that we have are, 
I'm never going to have enough money. I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to be in a loving relationship. I can't embark on this or that because of that. You can fill in the gaps. Now, empowering beliefs, on the other hand, allows us to live our full potential. And I'm going to use the same examples. Money is in abundance in my life. I'm becoming stronger and fitter while losing weight. I deserve to build a loving relationship with a wonderful person. I can do anything if I set my mind to it. With every experience that we have, we give meanings and stories to those experiences. And through that, we can discover our beliefs. Every now and then, because it's a skill you build on, check in with yourself and check in whether or not you're having limiting beliefs or empowering beliefs. The only thing standing between you and a better life are the people, places, and things that you choose to blame. No matter where life takes us, it's important to remember that you get what you give is always true. If we choose to live our lives with purpose and positivity, then we can expect these same qualities to be reflected back onto us over time. So don't worry about the short-term results. Just keep putting out good energy into the world and watch as it come back around. <laughs> 